Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Back again, myself, Kevin, and Zach around the table. You need a new logo now. If there's three of us, we'll just have him sit in. Did we have heads on the logo? I can't even no. remember. No, I don't think so. I mean, we killed the video a long time ago. Yeah, that we became were, a lot of work. We were just talking about doing a behind-the-scenes one, which could be a disaster or could be fun. I'm not quite sure. Uh, this episode, though, we're just going to kind of do like a, a year in review, you know, a little bit business, a little bit personal, what's what's going on with everyone. and uh, It'd be kind of fun. You know, it's 2022, COVID round three, I just this year three of COVID? I don't even Six, remember anymore. Seven, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so there's been that, of course. We'll, we'll stay off that one for the most part like we usually do. Uh, or just blame it for the lack of Everything. episodes coming out. Mm-hmm. That'd be good, too. Uh, it's been a weird year for Profit 911. So we've seen a ton of growth. Um, we, we've kept that trend. Uh, it hasn't been like a straight path. Like every entrepreneur knows it's, it's never a straight path. It's that jagged line and I know in the Genius Network uh, office, they have a poster that's like the entrepreneur's journey or something, and it's got a lot of panels, and it's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Amazing. Yes. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, you know, we've had a lot of that going on. We, with the growth comes a lot of challenges. Uh, you know, we've been hiring almost continually the whole year, um, not meaning we put a ton of people in place, so... If you've listened to the other episodes, I'd rather just be continually hiring to find the right person and bring them when they happen to come by. Uh, but we've been doing that. You know, we've had to reprice everything. You know, inflation continues to be an issue in many industries, including ours. Uh, in the direct mail side of the business, the uh, current postmaster has promised uh, price raises four times a year for the foreseeable future. So just get used to that. If you're one of our mailing clients, you're going to keep getting those passed along to you. Um, supply chain paper and envelopes was just I never imagined it we literally had issues getting envelopes this year like nuts Um, right now that seems to be smoothing out so I'm thrilled about that Uh, but there was a point in time this year that if you had 50,000 envelopes in your shop you were one of the only shops that had them which is stupid that's like not even a pallet um yeah, it's, it's been strange. So most of my time personally, and this was probably reflected throughout the year in the podcast, was, was focused on people. It was finding people, training people, developing people, and it continues to be, and likely it will be forever. That's kind of the scale we're at. You know, we are doing some systems problems. We had a, like a six-month software implementation that was just a massive chore. Um, I wish I could say it's completely done. It's still a work in progress. But a lot of that going on. Um, I'm guessing you guys had parallels in your industries, but you know, Kevin, what has the event world looked like? Because this was, it, you're in one of the fields that was just destroyed, devastated. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2022 was actually a pretty good year. If you look at 20 and 21, it seemed to be a great year. If you look back <laughs> to 19 and 18, you're like, we are probably back to about 80 percent of where we were pre-COVID, which I feel like is a great deal when in reality it's not so great. But then if you look at the amount of overhead that was cut during COVID, I'm actually more profitable than I was pre-COVID, at least in that business. Um, You talk about paper (laughs) in the photo booth business. You know this. You could order paper on Tuesday and have it on Thursday. I'm still waiting five months 
for because it's the one printer we use that 97% of photo booth operators use, <laughs> the paper and ink is made in Malaysia. And they're still waiting to come into the country. And once every five months, they get 10,000 whatever. And I can, can buy two boxes. Ah, so you have allocations too. So. Oh, absolutely. So every time yeah. I buy some, I buy as many as I can. And I've actually switched to another printer that is that the, it, that the paper is made in the States. Um, I still use the stock supply that I've got, but there have been many times that I thought I was going to run out with events because the photo booth business has gotten much better, um, way more than the DJ business. Like suddenly no one is scared to be next to each other at an event. Uh, the photo booth, I mean, touching a screen and th that has completely gone away. DJ world is still only about 60% of where it was. Um, you mean they weren't running photo booths to take pictures in masks? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. <laughs> Although some of the softwares that you, I mean, the, the digital ones we have do have now, they have the ability just to wave your hand in front of the, screen and it will start the oh, process and that was kind of cool neat. we never really used it because i still don't like the idea of having equipment somewhere without an attendant to potentially pick up the broken pieces well, it's like the hotels that put the elevator push buttons that you could wave yeah, in front yeah. of yeah you know, i just envisioning my kids just waving their hand down the whole thing like the christmas tree we were watching elf and they saw that and thought that so was, was hilarious great, yeah. so now they know about that um press all the buttons i feel like i'm where you like next year i'm going to have to hire at least one, if not two people, or I'll never grow. I've, gr I mean, I'm back operating, setting up gear, doing, cause I can't find any part-time help who can do anything other than the DJ work. I mean, those people are still there, but if I want to go do my own stuff, so I, I, I'm tired of that. I, I need to hire some people, the video company, the other stuff, I'm still doing the radio thing. So it allows me to, to do that. But the DJ business, if I don't hire some people, I can't grow it anymore. I'm back to everything I can possibly do. And I'm not 35 anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be lugging gear around. The gigs are still good. The money is good. Um, so I, I have to, I can't complain. I'm, I'm actually more profitable than I was a couple of years ago, but I'm working my ass off. And I, I want to get where you always give me a hard time. You're like, you need to be the owner and not the guy doing every big event. You get got to get to the point where you are operating and not doing all the work. And I'm out running photo booths 40 weeks a year because I need to be able to cover the gigs. That might've got more challenging. So you have an interesting labor thing that the people we hired for that were always part-time. They were the mm -hmm. ones that were hungry for just some extra money yeah now extra money is 28 to 30 dollars an hour for a 19 year old kid well can you find them though if, if you want to pay it, that yeah not really <laughs> yeah i'm more likely to hire to really push hard to a mom who wants some extra money or quite frankly my college daughter i will once a month cajole her to come home i gotta pay her gas i gotta buy her dinner i gotta <laughs> set it up for her but I know that because she, she's done it off and on for a couple of years when she still lived here, I can trust her. So that $60, $80 outlay or I have to go to Chicago to get her because she can't get a ride home. I'm like, if I just had a couple people here, this I wouldn't have to be doing this. So, yeah, it is. It's a struggle to find the same because you're right. When it was the $12 an hour photo booth operator, you had seven of them. And at any yep. given time, two of them were available. Yep. Now I have one or two people. The only really good kid I had moved back home to Houston because he couldn't hack it at the radio station as a sales guy. And he worked for me on the weekends, made more money working for me. And he just eventually went home. So I, I lost my only good guy and he was strong. Football player could lift all the big gear. And I'm like, this is ridiculous.
but I couldn't pay him enough to stay here to just do, you know, one or two gigs a week. Fire so. up the private jet. Go fetch yeah, right. Exactly. Fetch him every weekend. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. And now, Zach, you have a lot of insight into enterprise and corporate world that I don't. So I'm curious what you and uh, the business you work for, they're, they're, your clients there are, you know, what have you seen for trends this year specifically? Yeah, so, you know, it's 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 been a wild year because, yeah, I work I work in enterprise, you know, technology, marketing technology. And and so, you know, we've gone from, you know, if you look at it back all the way back in, in January, we did, um, we tried to do our first kind of big conference kind of back. And that was when Omicron came back. And all of a sudden it was kind of, people win. I was in New York City, you know, taking, you know, I know so we weren't going to talk COVID, but I mean, it's part of the stories here. So like <laughs> doing, I, I mean, like literally doing nasal swabs from something that looked like a food truck out front, you know, like mm-hmm. to now, you know, we're doing these big shows and, and, and people are way more comfortable, but it's been an interesting progression because, you know, that was January and then I, I did shows in March and, and, and throughout the summer and then, you know, the fall and con- conference season. And so, you know, people have kind of come back but they've come back very differently. And I think people have come out of the pandemic with a very different mindset, how they do business, how they interact. Um, I, I wonder if, you know, the DJ kind of world is, is, is a parallel. Cause like we're noticing, like we don't book dinners anymore. Like we used to have, like we go to a conference and show, we do a customer dinner, a prospect dinner. And people are like, no, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm just going to go back to my hotel room or whatever. Like they're okay. Not mm-hmm. being, socially active as much anymore um you know when you when you see the after parties at, at a conference or whatever they're they're i mean justin you you and i went to one um this fall together at the same conference and there was nobody there i mean <laughs> for a marketing conference to have the after events be be you know just sparse um and kind of you know poorly attended i think is a new reality that that we're seeing so People are still going to the shows. They're still interacting. They still want the content and some networking, but they're like, I don't have to jump through all these extra hoops and do all this extra socializing. Well, and uh, even when they were down, so even going back another year, you know, our, my thought always on it was, well, the super serious ones are there. Obviously, you have exceptions. You have ones that there's no way they physically can be there for one reason or another, but the ones that were there with the attendance down were on a mission. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they had a problem. They weren't yeah. just, you know, hunting. And, and and I think that opportunity is has been good because when we have people come by the booths or when we when we do customer events or um, whatever, the people are hungry for interaction. They want to talk. They want to they want to build that that rapport again. Because frankly, we're all tired of Zoom. Like I, I live on Zoom. I do. <laughs> I mean, we're all. I mean, it, everybody's absolutely exhausted by it. You know, and and so I think that part's been really really interesting to see. Um, but it's also kind of changed how we do marketing. It's changed how we we kind of go to, you know, what kind of content we create because uh, I think people are so overwhelmed now. So it's now, now we're focusing more on video, short form, um, you know, all these all these kind of changes. And so it's been an interesting year. I've, I've spent a lot of time myself creating content and, and putting, you know, trying different platforms and video and, you know, algorithms. And, and I think the the to riff off the previous episode of humanizing right i mean i think a lot of it is people are now wanting th- that whole idea of like the influencer was like wave one that was like internet zero mm-hmm. now yep. i think everybody's becoming an influencer whether not not by title and not by like hey i'm gonna go stand in on a beach and you know um have a picture taken and call myself an influencer <laughs> but like it was a good gig while it lasted that. exactly <laughs> i you know i i, I don't, I don't I, I don't look good in a bikini anymore, so uh, I can't do that. So I have to I have to find new ways of making money. But 
No, I mean, I think they don't want to hear from companies. People want to hear from yeah. employees, and they want to hear from you know experts. And so I think that the shift in, especially in the enterprise and the corporate world, is being more you know uh, transparent and open and human, and just having you know putting content out there. It doesn't have to be poly- TikTok has made it so easy to to put content out there, but it's also like changed the bar. Like you don't have to have these polished you know three minute you know. Uh, explainer videos anymore mm-hmm. you just put your phone up and start talking and you get just as much engagement so they want you to post by the way you did you know you can't be you know, you're a poster so you probably don't I see post. it you can't be a lurker so my tiktok i'm just a lurker there's a couple of things i put for family on there and they're private and that's it but it now when i'm scrolling shows me someone that i had followed subscribed or watched a lot of stuff before and it's blocked it says post to view I literally can't see them unless I create content. <laughs> I think that is part of that is that new what they're they're trying to copy um, be real, which is the you know TikTok now. So you post something and it's only for people who like you share what you're doing right now and then they share what they're doing right now. And so that yeah, it's like stories, nice. but not. So it's asynchronous synchronous communication. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have video chats. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, 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 no, we're not going back to Zoom. I've done. <laughs> We've already done that. I'd rather just doom scroll uh, TikTok later when, when, <laughs> when, you know. But no, I mean, I think it's it's been a it's been this kind of you know reawakening year for for people around how they go to how do they go to market and and what they do. So, well, just, people I just crave, can't get you up to off topic. It's, well, the people crave interaction and they crave realness. I mean, yeah, a certain subset does. I'm sure. in it. I'm in it. Well, and I am too, I suppose. And I, I mean in the past we've talked about or the whole thing is people have no attention span and maybe we don't still but and i don't as much but i'll be damned if something comes on an ad on youtube comes on that's two minutes long but i'm interested i will sometimes be more satisfied by watching the whole thing and realizing it was worth two minutes to watch i don't think it's i really don't think it's an attention span thing i think it's a filter like Mm. our filters are just dialed up so high and like you know, I saw a news article. Gen Z now is their, you know, their attention span is one second or something. Like, no, that's a good point. That's a good question. I, I, th- they just they really know how to see it really quick and make mm-hmm. a decision, and they're it's not. It's true. They don't feel beholden to like, oh, well, if I don't watch this, somebody's gonna be. No, they're like, no, I don't like it. It's boring. Yeah. Move on. That makes sense. Speaking of seeing it in an attention span, we went over on time. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about 2023. So taking what you just said, you know, what you see going forward, make a few predictions maybe and uh share what the focus is going to be so be right back and now now back to the profit 911 podcast with your host justin miller it's the year in review moving to the new year so with any luck this will actually be posted towards the tail end of 2022 (laughs) Um, well, let's talk about next year and, and focuses. So I, I have a couple focuses for the year with my company. Um, they're people and systems, which obviously are very broad categories. Uh, and I don't know how much I want to share on the podcast within those, but for certain, we still have some shuffling of people, some new people and positions to fill. And that's primarily where my energy is going. Um, Along with that, uh, believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually developing KRA documents for everyone, which is very corporate. So KRA's key results area, um, which explains what their job actually is. So, yeah, we managed to get well into seven figures without really clear boundaries. 
Um, but now it's time to go back and shore that up, figure out who's responsible for what and hold them accountable. So that's coming. And I'm sure they'll love to hear that. Um, it, actually it should be freeing cause then they can say, yeah, that's really not my primary reason I exist here. Uh, the second is systems, which is interesting as a focus for me because this company profit 91 originally was a marketing systematic follow-up company. And, and my brain naturally thinks systematically and, I haven't had time to actually focus on that as an implementation for us and not just in marketing, but in service and fulfillment and manufacturing and everything we do here. Um, so those are the focuses to try and move us from where we're at to the next level. Um, Kevin, you were making fun of our arcade game in the office. Or I like it. It just, I, I was like, everyone, maybe it was because lunch hour and people were eating, but everybody was huddled around it watching Al play. Yeah. So Zach hasn't seen it yet. I don't think he walked to the back office, but uh, the, Staff gift to myself that stays in the office <laughs> was a full-size stand-up arcade game with over 17,000 retro arcade games on it. Like, if you can think of it, it, it's on there, and things that shouldn't be on there are on there, as we found out recently. Um, there are games for Atari that shouldn't have existed. Um, <laughs> it predates me, so I, I don't know, but apparently there was an underground economy of games, and they've, they've ended up here. Uh, but as part of people, you know, uh, we had a client, uh, a CPA in our office last week um, and we were doing our blueprint day with him where we go through all the marketing processes and map out and find the holes in the buckets and leaks and and plot out a plan to fix that and you know he was very impressed by the people in the office and stuff but you know he kind of asked what what the heck is the thought process on the arcade game I'm like well if you look on the wall core value number two is have fun it's it like it's not just there for bullshit I mean we came up as a group with the core values and have fun is very high on it because yeah, we're here to make money, but if we can't have fun doing it. Like surely there's somewhere else we could be doing it. That's having fun. So it, it's a core value. It says have fun all over. It has custom art. If you ever get a chance to be in our office, uh, y'all fun playing it. Uh, every once in a while I use the graphic and email, but they did a custom wrap on the thing and, I think it's really cool. We, it does look cool. Yeah. And we're going to have tournaments. It was supposed to be Paperboy last week, and that, it never happened. We got busy. Um, this week is Frogger. Is Oregon Trail on it? Uh, it may be. Maybe the Apple Pong? 2 version. There you go. I, I, you, you, like, swipe. There's a, you're right. There are a lot well, of games. Literally over 17,000 games of, like, 100 consoles, I think it was. Al's gone through, like, half of them so far? I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's hard to even scroll through them, Zach. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> You kind of have to know what you're looking for, but it's uh, and anyone under the age of 30 in the company doesn't get it. By the way, oh, oh yeah, of course not. <laughs> like, like this, why can't I hold this in my hand? Mm -hmm. Like they think it's strange and unique that the boss bought this thing, but they they don't get it. Everyone over the age of 30 is like going down memory lane and trying to think of that obscure game that they used to play, yep. and almost without exception, it's been on there so far. So. Pretty cool. So that, that's part of people. That's where I'm justifying that expense. We'll see what the accountant has to say about it, but it should be good. Um, someone said we're getting, you know, a little too much like Facebook here. I'll take their revenue. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had ping pong table for a while. This is just the next iteration. It's, it's not as satisfying as ping pong. Ping pong. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We probably shouldn't have, but ping pong going and playing it for 10 minutes and being physical and actually moving around and having fun with it. We rarely keep score by the way, but um, it's a reset that we use throughout the day, sometimes multiple times a day, at least a couple of staff members, including myself. Like if 
you catch yourself in that funk and you're just not wanting to do the next thing and you're really struggling to get through the day, just 10 minutes of physical, physical activity. I suppose most people would say exercise, but we have ping pong. Um, <laughs> ping pong guy, you know, it's our reset. And you come back and you're, you're good for a little while till you get annoyed again. And then you go get your fix of ping pong. I've uh, seen it work. I've seen, I mean, I've, and I've yeah. played with you guys. I mean, I've seen it work. Then you guys go back and you're a little more focused and everyone, you know, Al gets a little excited about it, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're also, you know, trying to beef up benefits a little bit here, which is tough to do as a small company. Um, so we beefed up some of the traditional benefits, but I added a couple other ones. Uh, we added Smart Dollar from the uh, Ramsey organization. Uh, so everyone has a financial wellness benefit now, which is kind of neat. You have access to all their content, all their tools, their budgeting stuff. You can have one-on-one coaching with their coaches. We have a certain amount of that included. Um, so the, the whole pitch on their side is, you know, the turnaround stories, the average person turns around their household income, like 16 grand in the first year or something. And you know, what would a $16,000 raise do for you? But I don't have to give you $16,000 more. That's the pitch behind the pitch. Um, but there's some people really excited about that because they actually wanted the tool and they just couldn't justify paying for it. Uh, the second one we added Y at work, which is YMCA. Uh, so we're subsidizing YMCA memberships for families that work here. Pretty cool. I'm already paying for my own anyway. Now the company gets to pay for part of it. And uh, the Y actually matches part of it. So it's win-win. Well, that's an, I've never even heard of that program. That's kind of cool. I mean, if you want to come work here, we got this cool little Just to go, so I go to the work. Y. Yeah. I was like, can I go to the Y, please? So yeah, like a family is like 60 bucks. The way it works is I get to tell them how much I want to contribute. Okay. So we went with 20 bucks. Okay. And they'll match that up to 50%, max 10 bucks. So, so they'll drop the membership 10 bucks. So now a $60 membership cost the employee 30 bucks. Pretty cool. And an individual, I think seven. That's not bad. Yeah. And they still have to pay. So they feel bad if they don't go use it. Otherwise, that's not true. otherwise, you'll find that eventually that's not true at all. Yeah, I know we have our membership too, but yeah, I mean that, that's what's going on at the highest level here. I mean, have you sat down and uh, Zach, have you thought about things for next year? Yeah, I mean, obviously working in corporate world, like, I mean, we're constantly... Oh, you weren't given a choice. Yeah, no. I mean, we, do, we, we do our planning. We've already done our, our, our you know, our our Q1 calendar planning and, and whatnot. And so, you know, we're, we're unique because our fiscal year actually ends in um, in March, right? So we so we are now still in Q3 for our, you know, fiscal year. So everybody kind of gets gets one more one more quarter to hit their, hit their numbers and all that stuff. So for us, it's all about you know, budget and planning and, you know, all the, the corporate stuff, but it's kind of, we're trying to play fortune teller a little bit right now. Cause it's like, what is yeah. the, what's the market going to look like come, you know, come April, is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Are we going to have less uncertainty, more uncertainty? And so, you know, you're trying to sit down and kind of say, all right, we want to spend this, but here's our hedge. Like, here's how we can, you know, we're going to invest in this area unless this happens. And so really going through that, that, that budgeting process, um, and it's important for all, I mean, all tech companies, you, you know, I mean, the tech, the tech space has just been beat up recently, you know, layoffs all over the place and, and you know, and revenue. And, and that's just because of obviously, you know, growth metrics are, have been all focused on growth at all costs. And so, um, thankfully our company is, you know, very different in that regard, but personally, you know, my focus for the next year is, is a lot on, so my role as, a, as an evangelist is, you know, about being out talking, you know, about our product, what we do, um, what, what, what our software does, how it helps the marketers. And, and so 
my world is marketing. So I get to go and talk about marketing. So it's just now my job is all kind of focused on where else can we do that, right? So we've, we've started, we've done podcasts, we do videos, we do webinars, we, I, I speak at conferences, and it's just trying to find more more places, more avenues that are, you know, meaningful and, and worthwhile and, 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 you know, advantageous to, to go and, and, and spread the message, so. Shaking hands and kissing babies. Uh, mostly talking on stage and selling <laughs> software, but uh, um, if you brought your baby today, but if I'd you be brought glad your baby to, to the yeah. conference, uh, you know, I suppose. Um, but uh, he'll, he'll sign it for you. Yeah, I'll sign your baby. I'll sign your baby. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it's going to be an interesting year. I think. I think there's a lot. Uh, I think there's a lot of hesitation, but I don't. I don't think it's as bad as people feel. I think people are are hesitant naturally because the last three years have been such a shit show. Oh yeah, I, um, I mean, there's. I feel uncertainty. I very difficult predicting anything at any length. Yeah, but we're also having one of our best quarters right now. So like yep. I think it's like the it's like yeah, we're not sure, but people still have money. They're still spending. They may be pausing and thinking about how they're spending as opposed to just like the irrational spending, but I think the economy's still better honestly than it is. It's just we had been in such a you know, low interest high high kind of cash flow kind of situation for so long that inflation was just one of those like inevitables mm-hmm. um that i don't really think we're in this we're not in the 2008 world we're not in you know we're not in the the you know or back in the 80s i mean i think it's just a blip in the road or at least i hope it is interesting you should say that because uh, you and i have as adults not lived through inflation which generationally kind of scares me a little bit because you figure whatever percentage of the population is living paycheck to paycheck and has never seen inflation, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they certainly got hit hard mm-hmm. and for the time being continue to, to do so. But, uh, yeah, let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll see what's up in your world, Kevin. Be right back. Hit, hit a random button there, Kevin. Hit a random button. Let's try this one. <laughs> There's nothing programmed on them. When, so, we, when we programmed the other things, we took the other ones off, evidently. So for our valued listeners, I just added a second break into yes. an episode that we've never had before. My producer did not wave that off, so we, we went yeah. break. Because um, <laughs> then I would get the look like, what are you, it's not your podcast. And so, so you get no uh, sweeper music coming yeah. back in. Uh, Kevin, I cut you off for no reason. No, that's all right. It's your show. So. <laughs> it's your office. Sure, when stuff goes wrong, it's that's my right. show. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. So what what's up next year, Kevin? I think it might be the first year in in several years that I think I can make some kind of prediction about business or make some goals that might be realistic. If I say I think we'll do a hundred photo booths next year, I think that is reasonable. This year, I was just like I don't. I just hope and pray that we do more than last year. And it's a, it's a good business plan. Well, hope, I, pray during twenty twenty one pandemic. I, yeah, yeah, I mean. I'd, you know, well, we've had this conversation before in previous episodes. Uh, there are some of my competitors that are out of business now. Oh, yeah. I am grateful for what we've had, and we made, we did well this year, comparatively so. I think next year might be, Zach had talked about it earlier, people are hesitant, but in the wedding industry, like if I've waited two years to get married, I don't give a rat's whatever yeah. i'm getting married and we need this and this and this so if the, if the people are going to get married i'm going to get in there and get my cut i will say for 2023 will be the first time in two and a half years i will do any marketing i did no marketing last year i doubled down on my vendor list the people that referred us i doubled down on just <laughs> returning calls quicker sounds, and sounds a lot like marketing to me well yeah i mean 
<laughs> You're right. All right, fine. <laughs> but I mean, I think this year I will put some dollars behind it as uh, opposed to uh, okay. like effort and footwork. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously cautiously optimistic about next year, um, because I think the wedding industry will stay where it is. The other stuff we do with the real estate drone stuff and things like some of these people that didn't want to spend money the last couple of years now might spend some, although the economy and the housing market is a little bit, I mean, it's, it's, you're not feasting on agents who, will, who, who want to sell houses badly. The, the nice thing now, though, is that homes sold so quickly, they didn't need they that didn't, special exactly. video. They didn't need that drone. They could sell without it. So maybe some of that will come back. So for me, I'm, I'm doing my first and second quarter planning now and thinking, this isn't so bad. I think we're maybe finally past the crap of, well, are we out of this? I mean, you know, knock on wood because the next variant or whatever, but I, I don't know. I will concentrate on people next year. I need to hire people. Like we talked about, I can't continue to do everything. And then when I get them, I'll have to like start using systems again. Cause you and I, you taught me a lot about systems when I bought your business. I had never really used them. And Zach could attest to that. He worked for the DJ business years ago when there were no systems. It was, you're a radio guy and you want to go make some money on the weekends. And Zach's like, I want to go DJ. I mean, there were no systems. It's like, here's some gear. You were teaching a life skill of how to figure things out. Yeah, that's what it was. It served him well. He did it. He, yeah. Yeah. Look we, we, now. we winged it a lot. Yeah. yeah a lot of winging. Yeah, that's a good way. To, thank you for putting that in a positive light. <laughs> I think you can get up to about what? Maybe 300000 in revenue by winging it and forcing it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I, I watch how much you've grown Profit 911, and you and I have had this conversation before about like master entertainment and the photo booth. There's a, there is, I mean, in theory, there is a limit as how much money you can make when you have 52 weekends a year to work. And then an occasional this or that on a Tuesday for the, you know, for Von Mauer or whatever. Um, I've learned though in the last year with some of the new things, the mirror booths, the other things, is that it's duplication. If I can get enough staff, I can do five photo booths on a Saturday and it's a $10,000 Saturday. I don't have any staff. It's one gig, and I'm going home and having a beer at eleven o'clock because I just worked for four hours. Well, it's effort versus outcome, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, if COVID gave us one thing, it's it's a great reset and a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Like there are so many opportunities. It's more about figuring out which one you can effectively serve now. Yeah. Um, Where can you move the needle? Where yeah. can you literally make? Yeah, and that and I'm really. And I don't know if it's because I'm in my fifties now, and I just know I don't have forever to do this. And I just, I still have the, the, the hunger. Like when Zach DJed for me 30 years ago, <laughs> he had hunger to do it. We, we, whether it was teen you're nights what, or like, like 10 years old back then. 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's 10. Yeah. He's fresh out of middle school. Kevin just <laughs> aged me a decade. So. <laughs> you had to be out of, you were already out of college, weren't you? I mean, no, I was, I was DJing no. in middle school. But that's true. I've seen pictures of you in people's basements DJing with yeah. your giant signs. Oh, I, Everyone, people knew who you were. I started DJing with you when I was 18. Okay. Yeah. So. There you go. <laughs> Not that long ago. It was a long time a couple ago. Dec- a couple decades. I mean, that's fine. No, so for me, it's just, I think I'm just about zeroing in on, I'm no longer surviving COVID. Now I like want to thrive. Let's, let's like figure out how to make yeah. this like really thrive. So maybe someday I could sell it or I could retire without having to work till I'm 75 or just go on another vacation or whatever, you know? No, I think live I, events are, I mean- we do a lot of trade shows, but I mean, I think that whole idea of physical interaction in, in some capacity, right? So people are going to start wanting to do, I mean, I, you know, we went, so 
move back to the Quad Cities. Um, you know, I've been gone for for ten years. You know, we went to Festival of Trees. You know, and, and I'm like, I was surprised at how many people were at. Like, mm-hmm. and it was we went on Sunday on the like the last day, and it was still packed. I think people just want to go do things, and so I yeah. think you're going to start to see more. You know, more opportunities and you know to to just gather right whether it's a festival whether it's an event whether it's things and i think being able to capitalize on those is mm-hmm. as different ways of capitalizing attention right that and i think that's the key you know photo booths are a great opportunity but they're a great marketing opportunity as well yeah. getting getting people to sponsor um and then host the you know have the have a free photo booth with with branded content i mean mm-hmm. there's lots yeah. of other ways that i think you know businesses are going to have to get creative this this next year um you know paid advertising is getting tougher so you have to get a little bit more, you know, more human. So I think that's a would be a, a huge opportunity over the next year. Yeah. So opportunities abound. Uncertainty is still kind of there. Been an interesting year. So I look forward to what are we? We're episode like thirty nine. So by next December, I don't know, episode forty three. <laughs> sure. So episode forty three, we'll be talking about <laughs> how it know, went. How? Yeah. yeah exactly. Really recap in twenty twenty three. Yeah, but before that, so ne- next episode forty. This is uh, Zach's primary. He's going to share his best tips and tricks in his world. So uh, this time you actually get, to hit, hit, the right you get to hit the outro okay. button. Yep. This is not like break number four in this episode. Are you sure three. that we're done now? Uh, so, yeah, tune okay. back. just click the next button because by the time this goes live, they'll all be there. Just go ahead and click episode 40, and I'll see you over there. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.